And I can see the ground now, way too gone, way too gone. Legends, episode 100 has arrived. Wrap your fucking head around that, dude. How good's this shit, hey? Episode 100. I'm raising the bat yet again. Yes, I am referring to my illustrious amateur cricket career, during which I scored four, possibly five hundreds, depending on who I'm trying to impress at the time. But this is great. To mark the occasion, oh, I'm raising the bat, baby. There it is. Get some of that into you. The GM, Mana 808. That's the model of the bat. For you audio listeners, this is one of the many physical act-outs you guys have missed out on over the last 50 episodes I filmed or whatever. These visual effects cannot be matched. You know, this is a borderline interpretive dance at this point. But yeah, I'm raising the bat. Thank you. Now, is it any sort of achievement whatsoever? It is hard to tell. It is hard to tell. That's definitely up for debate. It is just a number. Um, but... If we're talking figures, there's three of them, and that's pretty fucking cool. So, episode 100, guys. I cannot believe it. I'm pumped. A little nervous. I got a fair few messages from people saying they're really excited for it, which kind of made me think, fuck, it better be good. And then I got some people who just messaged me straight out threats saying, fuck, it better be good. Um, And I appreciate all listeners equally. I do. Except for the people who message me threats and are mean. I actually like you considerably less. Um, but yeah, I do want this to be a banger. Um, it's going to be pretty self-indulgent, which in relation to previous episodes, obviously I pretty much only talk about myself anyway. Um, but this is going, this is going to be even more so. This is, this is, if this one had a title, it'd be called the Billy D show. Cause I'm talking, I'm talking Billy D and that's it. Um, but I've got a couple of cracking yarns from the, from the weekend. Don't want to overhype them. Uh, and then... I'm going to do a bit of a history of the pod, and then we've got a special guest at the end. And that's just, that's a little rundown. That's, that's your run sheet, you know? That's your, that's your fucking, uh, that's that little catalogue they give you before you go into a play. You know, when you've got to watch your second cousin do a play in primary school, and you're like, when the fuck is the break? Okay, there is no break. It's a podcast. You can break whenever you want, but it's exciting, you know? 100 episodes of this shit. Why not? Why not? You know, you could listen to Joe Rogan. You could listen to Shameless. You could listen to a a third podcast. You could grow. You could learn. You could open yourself up to the world. You know, you could create new ideas, challenge your own thinking, you know, change the way you look at the world. Or you could hear about my fucking weekend, hey? (laughs) You could hear me do battle with the same bouncers every weekend and try desperately to make it sound interesting For you, the listener, who I deeply appreciate. Thank you to anyone who has listened over the last hundred episodes. What a journey. You know, there's been some ups. uh, There's been some more ups. And if we're going to get candid, and on this podcast, that's exactly what we do. We get candid. Uh, There's been quite a few considerable downs. Um, But we're still rocking and rolling, baby. I can't believe I said rocking and rolling, baby, on episode 100. Edit that out. Um, but yeah, to everyone who's, I've, I've had a lot of messages over the last year and a bit. Um, people saying they love the pod. Thank you guys. It keeps me going. I don't always want to do this podcast. Okay. Sometimes I've got shit on. Sometimes I just don't feel like it. You know, sometimes I'm thinking, when are Luke and Lewis going to invite me on their podcast? And I think, oh, they haven't. I better still fucking do mine. 
you know? So there's lots of times I don't want to do the pod, but I do it because I think maybe someone might might notice if I don't. So thanks for all the, all the nice messages. Even people that message me mean stuff, like people will be like, oh, mate, that thing you did on The Bachelor was absolute trash. My first thought is always, fuck, that Bachelor thing was 35 minutes into the episode. So you must have been having a pretty good time before that, hey? 35 minutes. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you've ever listened to more than 11 minutes of an episode, I've already won. Okay? If you've, if you've got past the 11 minute mark and, and then you want to talk shit about it, you say, say anything past the 11 minute mark, I don't care. I've already won. I've taken 11 minutes of your life. It's mine now. I've got it. I'm not giving it back. It's too late. Okay? You want to get in my head. I still can't believe no one's done this. But if you want to get in my head, message me and say, I couldn't even get through 30 seconds. Worst podcast ever. No, no one has messaged me that yet. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to sleep if someone messaged me that. Okay? But no one's done it. Instead, people are like, hey, bud, I'm, I've listened to the last 50 episodes and 45 minutes into episode 51, I actually didn't particularly like it. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I've got hours of your life up my sleeve. Okay? So take your threats and hit the bricks. Um... <laughs> But anyway, so thanks for all the messages, I w- I'm just saying. And let's crack into this pod. Uh, too much too much dilly-dallying up top, I think. But it's episode 100, dude. This is just the fucking... This is like the, the lap of the Tour de France when the guy's already won and he's just, he's just drinking champagne, making out with French birds, you know, doing weird... Everyone's throwing baguettes at him, but they don't hurt for some reason because he's a winner. That's why they don't hurt, because he's a goddamn winner. You know, maybe you stop off, get one more fucking EPO from the Lance Armstrong Foundation. That's what this is, okay? I've filled myself to the brim with EPO. I've just made out with a French bird at 6am on a Wednesday morning. And it's a fucking victory lap, okay? So, I'm raising the bat again for posterity. Because who knows, it could be all bad from here. It could be. I'm, I'm not sure. But anyway. Okay. So... Couple of, uh, couple of Yarnaroos. Oh, yeah. What are this bit of a brush with fame over the weekend for me? I was actually featured in a Superwog video. Now, you think Billy Darcy, Superwog. If this was a Venn diagram, we're not overlapping. You know, very different markets, um, you know, very different careers. His pod, his, oh, it's not a podcast, it's a, a sort of a sketch series, but. I think Ballpark, he might have more YouTube subscribers than me. I'm just estimating that. Um, if he has more than 372, then yes, he does have me covered. Um, but yeah, worlds, unlikely worlds collide on this one. If you're thinking, how the hell do I even know Superwog? And yes, I will refer to him as Superwog for the rest of this story because his real name is not anywhere near as banterous. But if you're wondering how I know Superwog, well, the arts bring us all together and Superwog... You know, he's only human. So me and Pat did our Rift City shows last year, where it was just all crowd work for an hour. Superwog, he's only human. Of course he wants to see an hour of Pat and Billy D riffing it up. All right, so he came along to the show. He was in the front row. I attacked his extremely roided up mate, um, and I think he respected me for it. So we, uh, that's where we met. And then he, he's, uh, his manager shot me a message, I should say. Would have been cool over the man himself added me on Facebook. But anyway... Um, and said, Billy, we want you to be in this Superwog thing. Now, on one hand, I think this is a great opportunity. Unreal. I'm in. On the other hand, I think, 
I've never acted before in my life. And I think they think that I have. Because they sent the script through. It's about four pages. And I've got like, it's me and Superwog. Bang, bang, bang. Like, I've got about 50 lines to remember. It's only like a two and a half minute clip. But I've got about 50 lines to remember. Now, that same day, I forgot my wallet on the way to work. And now you want me to remember 50 lines. Okay? We're in a bit of trouble. There's no doubt. But I always think it's better to just go for something, even if you don't really know what you're doing. So I said, I said, you're kidding. It's the role I was born to play. I think when you are a stand-up comedian, everyone just assumes you like did drama in high school and have some sort of acting nous about you. Um, I did not do drama in high school because I was afraid that if I did, I would get bullied and people would call me a homosexual. Um, and that's not banter. That's just what the drama kids copped. Um, but also, I have absolutely no interest in drama. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm supposed to be more artsy or not, but I just never was. Um, so, never acted before. They go, we need a mate of yours to be an extra. He's got to look He's got to look uh, long hair, a bit scruffy. I say, well, you're, you'd be after 73-time Pelican of the Year. Pelican of the Week, I should say. Definitely Pelican of the Year as well. My roommate, Macca. Macca, shock, is a huge Superwog fan. He says, I'm in. I said, all you got to do is stand in the background while I deliver these lines. He goes, no worries. Anyway, they send through the script. Macca has a borderline bigger part than me. It's unbelievable. Uh, Macca's got like a fucking two-minute monologue at one point. It's going off. He could win an Oscar for this shit. It's wild. So Macca, who is a tradie by trade... Uh, says, actually, no way I'm doing that. I'm terrified of acting. And I said, I totally understand because I also am terrified of acting. So then I activate the slipperiest snake on planet Earth, Pat Doherty. I believe he was stealing money from some disabled children at the time when I called. And he said, I'll do it only for the fame and recognition. And I said, I wouldn't expect anything less. I'll see you there at 10. Now, Pat, like me, has never acted before in his life. And he'll tell you he has, but I've seen some of the stuff he acted in, and I can assure you he has not. Okay, he may have appeared on screen. I don't count what he did as acting in any way, shape, or form. Now, they rewrite the script uh, because Macca didn't want to do the extra thing, and, uh, and they were just fucking around with it. So Pat only has three lines now. I've still got about 50, and I'm panicking trying to remember them um so pat has three lines i rock up on this it's a sunday morning which i'm not stoked about um i get there now i had had about 15 the night before but only because i had a mate's farewell okay my friend jack was moving to england to rock up to that and not drink would be rude and i'd be a bad friend okay I was home at midnight, in bed at 12.15 with a pint of water under my belt, raring to go. I'm thinking, call the Academy. Okay, I'm about to deliver one of the great performances. Anyway, we rock up, meet Superwog again, ba ba ba. He's a legend, very friendly. And uh, we do a couple of read-throughs. Pat has three lines. His lines are, yes, no, and you're right about that. Pretty fucking simple, I would have thought. He immediately starts going off book. He, like, two lines in, Pat goes like, whoa, is that a plane? We're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he's like, oh, I thought it'd be cool, like, if I just said there was a plane and, like, 
Superwog's already got his head in his hands. I'm embarrassed because I've put my name on the line for this fucking snake. Okay. And uh, and then we do a couple more read-throughs. It becomes clear. I don't even understand the scene. Like, like, what I'm doing is just not even close to what is required for my character. Like, I'm being confident and outgoing. I'm basically playing Billy D. <laughs> that's, not what, that's not what it is supposed to be at all. I'm basically playing myself and I'm really... I'm hitting the beats hard of these lines. Like, uh, like instead of being like, hey, you right there, mate? I'm like, hey, are you right there, mate? I'm fucking, I'm playing the Coogee Bay Hotel, you know? I'm, I'm like asking for a mic stand. You know, I'm trying to crowd work the director. You're like, apparently my character was supposed to look disinterested. Dude, I'm like, I'm fucking zigging and zagging up there, you know? Pat's talking to a magpie or some shit in the background. Like, after three takes, Pat's like, He's like, oh, I think my character should be blind. And he starts fucking doing these ones, looking around. It's bedlam, okay? It's bedlam. Superwog's getting frustrated. The camera's not focusing. I'm not focusing. Pat's really just blowing it. But then, you know, it's it's the magic of cinema, isn't it? It's the magic of cinema. I think this is what celebrities are talking about when they say they're better than us. They're right. They are because I've acted and I now know that I'm better than you. Okay, because once that camera's on you, and Superwog says, can you please just read the script as it is and play the character? That's exactly what you fucking do. And we end up having a bit of fun. Um, lovely bloke. Great shooting experience. Um, my two-minute scene is part of like a 15-minute episode, I believe. Um, it's about trying to... F- oh, maybe I shouldn't tell say what it's about. I'm not sure what the etiquette is on uh, spoiling uh, stuff. So, anyway, you'll see it when you see it. I actually... I'm quite nervous about it because I've never acted before. And acting is quite a slippery art form. It's like with stand-up, it's very simple. I go up there, I do my eating disorder joke, I get complete silence from the crowd and I'm aware that I've done a poor job. Okay, it's very black and white. The silence and the people leaving indicate to me that I've done a poor job. With acting, it's like, is this good? Is this bad? Am I? What am I supposed to do with my hands? Where should I look? You know, I'm, should I look down the barrel of the camera? Should I break the fourth wall? Who am I? You know, I'm trying to call one of the gay blokes from high school and be like, I'm fucking acting. Help! You did drama. Help me. So I really don't know if I share it on my social media. That mean that will mean that I am uh, not completely embarrassed by my performance. If you never hear from me regarding Superwalk again, it means I've watched it, I'm horrified, and I'm, I may have moved to the Northern Territory. So we'll see what comes of that. Um, but anyway. So, now, this next story. Someone said to me recently, and it, it rattled me, I'll be honest. Someone said to me they listened to... Uh, They've listened to a lot of my podcasts and it seems that every week I get in an altercation with someone, not a physical one, as we know, I've only had one fight, um, and that it never seems to be my fault. Well, I, I honestly, I was like, fuck, if, is that the case? It made me think. Well, I'll come clean. On the weekend, uh, during my soccer game, you might have noticed on my social media, I was extremely quiet about soccer. We lost, I'm happy to tell you that, um, lost 1-0. Now... Unfortunately, when you want to carry on like a pelican, like this guy right here, when you want to get 
when you want to get a hit of that that fever, that white line fever, you know, when you want to cross that line and pretend you're a fucking bikey for 90 minutes, uh, there are consequences, I found out on the weekend, um, and they're not always good. Unfortunately, I was, this is something I, I really don't like, um, but I was forced to face the consequences of my own actions, which happens to me about uh, twice a financial year, always a dark day. Usually I'm fucking zigging and zagging and I can get away with anything, but unfortunately, not the case on the weekend. So, we rock up to soccer. I'm captain, okay? It turns out, uh, from me joking about being the captain every week, now I'm the actual captain. Apparently I've morphed into some sort of a leadership figure. And not a banterous one either. I'm quite, I'm fucking spraying cunts left and right. So, before the game, we do the warm-up. Shirts and skins, I always go skins, okay? Not because I have a good rig, but because I love myself more than the other blokes, you know? These 19-year-old blokes who are shredded are like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to get my shirt off. I, I, I look in the mirror and I say, Billy, get that shirt off, okay? You deserve it. Get some vitamin D onto that pale Irish skin. Anyway, then, power play, I didn't realize, I gave my whole pre-game rev up shirtless, okay? Everyone has put their shirts back on except for me, I forgot. I give my whole pre-game rev up shirtless, okay? Just imagine a guy, imagine a 5 out of 10 with a 3 out of 10 rig telling you to fire the fuck up and he doesn't realize he doesn't have a shirt on. That's me, okay? The lads are fired up. They laughed at the end, but they were fired up. We go into the field. Um, now, what I'm about to say, I'm going to be very candid about, okay? Their striker was a complete cunt, okay? And that's, I don't want to speak out of school. I don't want to. Okay, I don't want to speak out of school. I don't even want to use that sort of language. But unfortunately, in this case, my hands are tied. He was a complete cunt. Um, he had a weird accent. I couldn't pick it. Originally, I was calling him a Seppo. I thought he was American. Then I thought he was a Kiwi. Uh, turns out he was one of the scariest nationalities of all, white South African. Um, terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Uh, this guy was a genuine psychopath. At one point, I he would blow up at me over when I wasn't even blowing up at him. Like he, I'm marking him. He's much faster than me. Like every striker in the comp, um, I am a mix of positional play and threats. But if you just want to run past me, then you're well within your rights, and you will score. So, at one point, I swear to God, he's offside. Ball goes out. And I turn around to the ref. I go to the ref. How the fuck could that not be offside? And this Saffa bloke starts having a go at me. He goes, shut the fuck up. You don't know the rule. Fuck off. And I go, oh my God. But I'm like, I start spraying him. But I don't even know why I'm spraying him. Because I was spraying the ref. And the ref's looking at me, spray him. It's all just a fucking calamity. I go, fuck, this Saffa guy is crazy. And then later on, he fouled one of our blokes. But our, my mate tripped over. So I go, I pull my mate up. I go, don't worry about that legend. Uh, I didn't say legend. I said, don't worry about that, mate. To that staff, like, I, go, I think he tripped. And he goes, fuck you. He goes, you talk to me again, I'm going to cave your fucking face in. And I go, oh my Lord. <laughs> this guy is insane. Okay. He's fucking crazy. He's built like a brick shit house. He's fast. Um, and he's much better at soccer than me. Okay. So he's got me across the board. Now, this is where... Unfortunately, I put my hand up. I should not have done what I do next. Now, I think, well, let's let's just cover it once more. He's faster than me. He's a better soccer player than me. He's ripped. 
he's stronger than me and he's crazier than me there's only one thing for me to do if we're gonna if we're not gonna lose five nil activate personal attacks okay i start attacking his character i imply that he has several mental health issues i go up to him i go what's the problem mate you fucking weirdo you got problems at home or something did your bird leave you what's going on you, uh, he also had curly hair so that already set me off um and he's in he's he goes fuck you you can't i'll cave your head in i go yeah yeah i can hear all the voices in your head from here mate you know i'm, I'm into it and and he's he's getting fired up but but also he's i'm kind of like getting the better of him on the ball now as well then he gets subbed off and i start clapping i go thank god mate i go there's barely enough room on that bench for all your personalities you fucking weirdo hit the bricks okay now what i've done here is aggravated an insane person and there are going to be consequences and they were in the second half uh he comes back on i'm marking him and i'm fucking focused i'm fired up ball comes over the top i'm last man i win the ball it's me and him then he pushes me off it because he's much stronger than me and he gets past me i'm the last man he's going one-on-one i turn around my roommate adam is in the goals this guy he's gonna he's and we're down one nil this is a crucial moment about the 60th minute so he's off he's past me oh or is he or is he past me because what have i got in my head his jersey thanks for coming mate pull him back grab him on the other side so i've got like his hips professional foul at halfway drag him down sort of win the ball whatever not the biggest deal okay it's a straight yellow but that's okay anyway and when i say it's a straight yellow it should have been a straight yellow anyway this sapphire bloke gets up fucking obviously starts threatening me i'm gonna cave your face oh yeah 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 um immediately he's got two hands around my neck he's choking me like it's fucking like it's a year four playground fight i'm getting choked out like i can't breathe i'm like oh my god what do you do when someone starts choking you in a game of soccer very rare you know i was prepared i was sort of i'm i'm thinking i've been watching a bit of ufc i was prepared for that right overhand i'm thinking duck and swing does but he's choking me with two hands uh last time i got choked with by this velocity was by a bouncer in Arizona, 2017. So what do you do when someone's choking you? I, I start choking him back. I don't know. It's a fucking race to see who can who can hold on to the most oxygen. Anyway, so then he takes a swing at me. I kind of fucking, woof, past my face, sort of get out of the way of that one. And then I, I immediately, I'm st- I've got him by the jersey now. And I go uh, I go immediately for my, my, my signature move, the double bluff. I go, fucking do it. Have another go, mate. Make my day. I'm making idle threats. Okay, this guy connects. I'm going down like a fucking deck chair. He's much, he's ripped. He's, he's in great shape. Um, and then, so I go for my signature move, the double bluff. Because if you're new to the pod, I cannot fight to save myself, okay? My professional record is zero and one after a, a, pr- a pretty big, uh, actually a, a black African man punched me. I might have a problem with the continent of Africa. I've been punched by a black African man and I've been choked out by a white South African man. Hmm. Might be something for me to look into there. Um, but then, yeah, so so we're into it. It's a fucking all-in. It's going off. And then I just see red. And I'm talking literally. I get red carded. Straight red. I get set off. The Safa gets nothing. Okay? The Sa- he choked me and he got nothing. I can't believe it. Um, but I should not have fucking fouled him at halfway. I'll put my hand up. I should not have done that. Um, and And the various sprays I gave him throughout the game. I shouldn't have done that, but you got to live with the, with the, the consequences, and we shook hands after the game, so very good of him. I said, ah, mate, shit happens, he goes, don't worry about it. So good on him, and I do like that about Saffers. 
they're very willing to forget and forgive as long as you're white. And you know what? It's not my policy. It's theirs. I'm happy to take advantage. Okay. I'm just lucky you didn't look at my freckles for too long and thought, hang on, are you colored? Are you colored? No, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Irish descent. Irish descent. So, 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 sorry, South Africans are fucking terrifying racists. Um, and I'll say it again. But yeah, so I got a straight red, sent off in the 60th. We played with 10 men. We lost. It was a disaster. It was a fucking disaster. I dare say I'll be stripped of my captaincy after that performance. Um, it was fucking embarrassing. So, so yeah. Okay, so. Oh, yeah. A couple of little things here. I had a funny moment at work. Firstly, I've got to come clean. I've received a full-time job. What a time to be alive. Um, I will say, for anyone who's struggling to get a job, as I was, um, the best thing you can do is just ask your friends. Um, I've, my friend helped me get this job. Um, without him, I couldn't even get an interview. So, uh, yeah, just if you're struggling for employment like I was, ask, ask around. Best way. I mean, the job market at the moment is fucked. Um, and yeah, my streak, I have not received a job on merit since Kevin Rudd was prime minister. Okay. I've had mates hook me up left and right. Um, and then even one of my references was, one of my references was a, a friend from cricket who had given me a job a couple of years ago. So it's just like, fr- yeah, so activate your mates, you know, it's a be- it's the best way. Um, but I had a funny, uh, funny moment in the office the other day. Um, so I'm sitting with, basically I'm getting trained up cause I, I have no skills. Uh, probably why I found it so hard to get a job in the first place. But I'm sitting with um, this girl, Kate, who's training me up. She's about 19. And she's much smarter than me as well. So she's telling me all these processes, Excel spreadsheets, etc. Listening to a bit of Triple J, you know? Um, yeah, we're listening to Triple J. Pretty cool, okay? I've been to a music festival before, okay? Don't fuck with me. I'm wearing an all-day shirt, okay? I'm going to be buried in this all-day shirt, Okay? So if you want to fuck with me, you can back off because it's my podcast. It's the last time I'll say it. Okay? It's the last time I'll say it. But I'm 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 working this uh this administration job. Very grateful for it. It's girl Kate's lovely, much smarter than me. She's teaching me all these bloody processes. I'm like, what's going on? Listen to Triple J. This boy Bryce Mills is hosting Triple J Drive. Okay? Uh, I don't I, I don't even familiar. I think he usually hosts lunch, but he's filling in or something. Anyway, Bryce Mills. I went to uni with Bryce Mills about seven years ago. He was a year ahead of me in the in the uni radio course. And I remember. And he used to do a bit of stand-up as well. And I had this fucking, just this existential dread moment. I go, oh my God. Bryce Mills is hosting Triple J Drive. And I'm sitting there. I go, fuck me. I remember this guy, Bryce, right, did everything right. He was like, he did all the, volunteered at FBI radio hosted a show on 2SER radio, um, you know, I don't know, like just was a hard worker. I think he worked reception at Triple J for a bit. Um, I haven't spoken to him in like five years. Like we're not like, uh, we don't hang out or anything, but, um, but, and he's, he's, he did everything right. He, and now he's hosting Triple J Drive. I thought, fuck, that guy's absolutely killed it. And then I thought, oh God, <laughs> what the fuck have I done with my life? I'm sitting here at 25 in this entry level admin job. I was in the same fucking classroom as this, as this bloke six years ago. You know, two roads emerged in a wood and I fucked up, okay? Jesus Christ, what happened? I took the wrong path. 
I remember, dude, I remember just, I wish someone told me when I was 20, you're not just going to be famous immediately, Darcy, switch on. You might want to actually broaden your horizons outside of stand-up a little bit. I got into stand-up halfway through my radio degree, or like not even halfway, and I just thought, oh, sweet. I only finished my degree to keep mum happy. I immediately thought, oh my God, I'm going to be famous in like three years. This is going to be wild. And I would just do open mics every night and I would just get like 51 of my assessments. Um, if you're in a group assignment with me, I was not great value. For morale and celebration beers, fantastic. The work, it wasn't good. Um, my radio, you're supposed to do a six-month radio internship. I had my roommate Samos forge the, the radio director's signature at my local station. I didn't do a single hour. You're supposed to do like 120 hours of radio internships. And then after uni... I, I did no internships after uni. I just worked a casual job and did stand-up every night because I thought it'd be <laughs> super famous. Now, <laughs> I'm sitting in this freaking ergonomic chair in an office learning how to file an Excel spreadsheet at 25, entry level, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm just having like a fucking full-on panic attack. This girl, Kate's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I just, I, I need a minute. I need a minute, okay? I think... She's like, do you want to make a coffee? I'm like, I think I ruined my life. And she's like, what? And I'm like, no, no, I'll just make a coffee. That's okay. I'll just make a coffee. And I'm like, oh my God, Bill, what the hell is going on here? You know, I'm thinking sliding doors. I took the wrong door, you know, but we have to live with our decisions. And, uh, and I can't even blame the pandemic. I wasn't famous before COVID, so you can't blame that. But yeah, my God, absolute anxiety city for the rest of that afternoon i went home and had a glass of red in silence and i was like what the fuck darcy what have you done as i'm pressing my shirt for the next day going that's it put on your monkey suit bill you blew it you fucking blew it darcy you thought you were you were going to be all that didn't you so yeah absolute panic attack on i don't know whenever it was tuesday or whatever Ugh, wild so i guess what i'm saying is you can make mistakes in life and that's okay okay that's okay Oh, fuck. I completely forgot. Sorry, guys. I've fucking blown this. I thought I was ahead of where I was. I completely skipped a section. Oh, yeah. So now, this wasn't going to be a part of the pod. Um, but yesterday, said office job. I'm going to work. Pep in my step. You know, I already had a coffee. Um, I, d- I can't really think of why else I would have a pep in my step. And I come out to the Mazda Metro. Fire the old girl up. Tunes on. I go... My God, what a time to be alive. I'm fired up. I'm loving life. And the old girl's laboring. I go, fuck. And I immediately am flashbacks to the various times I've broken down. One time in the middle of the Harbour Bridge. The Metro, it's love-hate, baby. It's love-hate. Um, and I'm thinking, oh God, no. I'm thinking it's engine troubles again. Like, steering's not good. I've got to go through a big intersection. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to break down the middle of this intersection. I go, fuck it, maybe she'll come good. I give it some on the clutch. I go, come on, girl. No good. Roll it around the corner of a side street. I get out. Somebody slashed my tires on Tuesday night. Can you fucking wrap your head around that? My tires were slashed. I can't believe it. I'm white and well off. This shouldn't happen. What is going on? I live on the northern beaches of Sydney. Did someone not read the memo? Okay, we're supposed to be safe boring rich people here what happened to that is that do we have a meeting and change the agenda 
Who would slash my Metro's tires? It's a 20-year-old hatchback. One, It's a white car. One of the panels is black, and I can't afford to repaint it. Okay? Who the fuck is slashing that car? All right? You can look at it from 50 meters away and tell that I'm not doing well in life. Okay? Bryce Mills is running rings around me. Okay? I'm not hosting Triple J Drive. I'm driving a 21-year-old Mazda Metro, and these little cunts have slashed my tires. I couldn't believe it. Mate, if I'm slashing tires, and I'm not, I'm not slashing tires, but this is a hypothetical, I'm slashing Beamers and Mercedes, you know? I'm slashing some big swinging dick at the bank's Merc and just go and have some of that, mate. Yeah, one from the lower class. Unbelievable. So I call up Macca, I go, mate, you're not going to believe this, my tires have been slashed. He goes, right. I don't know. I don't know what he said. Anytime something goes, all right, I just call up Macca, because he, he never, he's always good for a laugh. But anyway, so I've just I've put together a little suspect list um, just to go on record. Uh, I've got to go make a statement of the police at the cop shop, but this will also be an official statement. So here we go. Top suspect number one, and a few people even messaged me this on Instagram. Anyone who did, you're a very savvy detective. Suspect number one, the old bloke over the back fence who hates us. Okay, I reckon... Every, you know, he's called the cops on us five times in the last three months. Still, nothing's been done. Still, we get we get raucously pissed and too loud. I think he's been getting angry. I think he's been getting maybe angry enough to freaking slash a few tires. You know, that time he came over looking for his cat, I don't think there was a cat. I think he was casing the joint. Okay? I think he's slashing tires. And, and do you know what, mate? If it is the old bloke... I will abuse you over the fence one day, okay? I'm this close. I'm this close to one day yelling some abuse back at you, okay? Keep calling the cops, mate, okay? Keep calling them, all right? Nothing's happening. Every time they come over, it's six blokes listening to Avril Lavigne absolutely off their tree. And you know what? It's embarrassing, but it's not a crime, okay? It's not a crime, okay? And guess what? What am I doing this weekend? I'm blasting Missy Higgins at 3 a.m., okay? So you can hit the bricks. Now... Second suspect, that Saffa who choked me out on Saturday. Um, obviously, he hates me. Uh, he loves taking air out of where air should be, i.e. my esophagus and my tires. Um, and also, he's a white South African, so they basically think they can do whatever they want, and most South Africans are criminals. That's a generalization, but it's also true. Okay, so I think it was him. Now... Third is the girl, three years ago, I broke up with a girl, but as I broke up with her, like she handed me her phone and she was showing me something. We're at a pub and then I broke up with her and as I went to hand her, we were sitting on a fountain at this pub. I was like, yeah, I don't think we should see anything together or whatever. I go to hand her phone back to her and I accidentally dropped it in the fountain. Okay, so I've broken up with her and then destroyed her iPhone. I did not pay for it. Um, now, it was an accident, but I'm not putting it past her to have held the grudge for four or five years. So, Stacy, chill out, babe. Okay, it's over. Um, suspect number four is Carl Stefanovic. Um, him and his brother got caught talking shit about that Georgie Gardner bird in the back of an Uber. He may have slashed my tires and been so blind he didn't even remember. Um... Maybe he's heard me slander him a couple of times on the pod. I'm not sure. I mostly get around him. Uh, so I'll be surprised. But 
I don't know. I think it might have been Karl Stefanovic. Uh, maybe if I got hit by a tsunami, I'd have his respect. But until then, I think he slashed my tires. And then finally, last suspect. Uh, the man, my only day as a tradie ever on a construction site. I was the guy putting the, uh, we were jip rocking, laying some jip rock. And I was the guy smashing the uh, supports in to hold the jip rock up. And then my cousin Danny would come in, pow, 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 with the nail gun. And we were doing a bit of that. Now, I had to hear clear before I put the, the supports in. And you got to slam them in to really keep the jip rock pressed against it. Anyway, the guy who was holding the jip rock up had not yelled clear. I slam a support in, shatter his thumb. Now, that was about three years ago as well. Uh, but the words he had for me that day indicate that he may have held this grudge up until this point because he was furious. And I think it might have been him. Whether he's able to even slash a tire anymore, given how crippled he is, is beyond me. Maybe he had a friend do it for him. But yeah, that's who I think slashed my tires. Um, shout out to my roommate, Samos, who, while I was at work, changed one of my tires and then drove down and bought two new ones for me. Fixed it all up. Car was good to go But by the time I got home. I mean, with friends like these, how can you get too down about anything? So that was, that was unreal. Now... I'm just going to do a little bit of a history of the pod. And then we've got a special guest. Um, and that's that's it. So I hope you enjoy it. This is just a bit of a how the pod started. And maybe for anyone who's thinking about starting a podcast or anyone who's thinking about doing anything, you think, oh, maybe I don't want to, maybe I do. Sort of stick them with it even when stuff's going wrong, I guess. So, start the podcast. Originally, I had coffee with internet comedy sensation Josh Wade on Australia Day, I guess last year. That makes sense. So, yeah, I guess so, yeah. I barely remember because obviously the night before was Australia Day Eve. Now, I had coffee with Josh Wade at I believe 9am Australia Day. If I was pulled over on the way to that coffee, I would still be in prison. I was absolutely, you know, I was out, I was out till, you know, God knows what the, ne- the night before. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no good. So I rock up to this coffee, still pissed. Josh Wade suggests I start a podcast. Now, I wanted to start a podcast before, but no one had really ever actually said that's a good idea. Uh, People had always said, if you start a podcast, it has to be about something. But I don't really have that many interests, you know? You know, some people are like, oh, it's a geology podcast. We talk about rocks. Like, like my main hobby is stand-up comedy. And then hanging out with my mates. That's pretty much all I do during the week. And then amateur sport. So why can't I just talk about that stuff? But everyone I said that to, I was like, I just want to talk about my weekend and then maybe, you know, talk about my gigs and, and you know, that sort of stuff and getting pissed. And everyone's kind of like, oh, yeah, like, it was, you know, if, and I get it. Like, it's like, oh, just another fucking, you know, ba- you know, banter, we're the banter boys, you know, this sort of shit. So I sort of got it. Um... And I wanted to do it by myself because, and this has not aged well, but I wanted, I, Chris D'Elia was my hero and, uh, and I loved his podcast. And also I knew it would be hard to get guests on my podcast because I live like 45 minutes out of the city and all of my comedian friends live in the city. I thought no one's going to want to come out to my house to record a pod and then, and this sort of stuff. So, so I thought I'll just do it by myself and I didn't really want it to be about anything in particular. So Josh Wade said you should do it. I'll do a podcast. I thought I thought this guy's a freaking internet comedy, some sort of a freaking 
an internet comedy robot sent from the future to gain subscribers, I should listen to his advice. So, start off this podcast. Um, now, the thing with me is, am I a smart guy? I'm going to say yes, okay? I do have a uni degree. Technologically, I am... Now, you can't say retarded anymore, but whatever the socially acceptable way to say retarded is now, I am technologically that, okay? So, very... I'm just all over the shop. I hate technology, like... I can't even print shit. I just fucking hate it. Like, loading. What are you loading, mate? You know? Send to the printer. Printer, how about you fucking wake up and get ready to receive, mate? Why am I doing all the legwork? So, anyway. Hate technology my first podcast though i sit down i bought the uh, the microphone i have heaps of yarns up my sleeve because i've just been in perth for three weeks doing my first ever festival run and i also had a pretty significant drinking problem at the time so i'm yarned up to the gills i'm thinking this is great i didn't know you had to select the microphone in audacity so the first episode the microphone's not even connected i talk into the mic but it's not on um so that was that was a huge learning curve uh now pretty much immediately the pod became about sort of uh drinking attempting to get with birds and uh and skewering pat doherty's character now the reason for this is i was drinking too much of the time or not enough hey no i was i was definitely drinking too much um i was out and about heaps so 2019 was a great year to start a podcast probably the funnest year of my life fucking yarns coming out at the wazoo i'm out all the time i'm having a bloody good time um, and, and then I'm skewering Pat Doherty because at the time Pat was working for a management company and he ran a comedy tour for up and coming comedians and he did not book me for it. Now I was softly furious about this, but also not really like obviously me and Pat have been best friends the whole time. Like I was never actually angry at him, but I started just absolutely hammering him on the pod and he became the enemy of the pod and it was great. Uh, the pod quickly also became famously unedited uh, because I didn't know how to edit slash did not want to, okay? I, I tried to edit one podcast and I was like, why don't I just go and get a fucking IT job at this point, you know? Like, it's boring. I don't want to do it. It sucks. Clicking shit? No. No. But the pod was going great at the start because it was audio only. And uh, audio only is a treat because I'll just be in my work gear, crack a beer, Turn the mic on. You're off to the races. Not just setting up the camera and fucking this garbage. Doing my hair. Like, sometimes I can't get my hair right and it just pisses me off. Um, and yeah, doing an audio-only pod is the fucking dream. But then I couldn't post... Like, no one really listens to audio clips if you post them on the internet. You know, on Instagram and stuff. So I was like, oh, I better fucking film it. Um, now, my laptop at the time was a Lenovo fucking God knows what. But it could not handle editing videos. I quickly found out. Every time I activated Premiere Pro, um, it fucking crashed. Also, I was in about 15 grand worth of debt at the time because I was touring all over Australia and I had no idea how to run a tour. I'm bleeding money left and right. But I was also about 12 grand worth of debt before that from a couple overseas trips I took on my credit card. So the wheels are sort of coming off a little bit. I had to buy a camera, which was like another grand. And then I had to buy a new laptop, which was like 1500 because my previous one couldn't handle it. Also, before I bought that new laptop, to save some money, I bought a $7 SD card from China. 100 gigs for $7, all 
I thought, what a deal. What a deal. And uh, turns out that was a huge mistake. I had about four episodes on my SD card that I haven't released yet because I was filming a couple um, before... Because I was trying to get the hang of filming them before I started releasing the film versions. And I had these clips that I edited together. It took me ages. I had these little sort of segments I had done, like me auditioning for Kyle and Jackie O, this sort of stuff. Um, and I had a couple of clips on there and I had about four episodes on there. SD card corrupts, lose it all. I call this IT wizard over, this guy who comes to your house and fucking recovers files for you. So this guy is a fucking freak. He comes over one day. He's about 180 kilos, I swear to God. He sits down in the in the kitchen. I'm praying the chair holds on. I'm motivating the chair. I'm going, keep going. Must win this round. Like, I'm motivating the chair. Anyway, because my computer was so shit, it took it about two hours to copy the files from my shit computer to his hard drive so then he could go recover them on his good computer. Two hours of the worst banter with this freak I've ever had in my life. He, he goes, I go, do you want a coffee, mate? He goes, yeah, just five sugars, thanks. I swear to God, five sugars. And I'm sitting there asking him about freaking IT and shit for two hours. My God. Horrendous. After all that, I never hear from him again. The files are unrecoverable. <laughs> just never hear from him. So I go, right. I follow up. He goes, yeah, no, they're, they're gone. I go, sweet. At this point, I'm also doing two episodes a week because I thought I was like reinventing the wheel. I thought no one's doing a solo podcast and no one's doing it two episodes a week. So I thought, this is fantastic. Um, And also, no one's doing a solo podcast where they just talk about getting sourced up the whole time. So I thought, I'm fucking reinventing the wheel here. But because my laptop is so shit and fucking going on, you know, I'm gigging every night, I'm working every day, I'm fucking, it takes me three hours to fucking turn on my Lenovo piece of shit. The wheels start to come off the pot a bit. You know, at one point, I think a couple of weeks, I re- it was supposed to come out Tuesday, Thursday, I think a couple of times I just released two on Thursday. It's fucking bedlam. Um, the listeners started to fucking drop, like, pretty significantly. I was like, oh my god. I was like, not, I was not into it. The, I was like, this pod sucks anyway. This is like episode 40 or something. And I'm like, do you, do you have any idea the amount of ego it takes for me to just talk about my weekend and expect anyone to fucking want to listen to that. <laughs> you have to be a complete psychopath to do this. Imagine you just go to the pub and you think people actually want to hear about this. You have to be an egomaniac, which luckily I am. But I'm still saying it still takes a bit to get there. Um, and yeah, the pod, the pod sucks. I'm pretty much at episode 50. I'm like pretty much going to quit the pod because I'm like, this is trash. It's taking up too much time. Listeners are going down. Um... And, but then I went to one episode a week, which was way better. Uh, had the sign painted up, which was huge. That was great for morale. Uh, and then, yeah, but I still wasn't really loving it. But I also, like, was had, even though last year, 2019, probably the best year of my life, fun-wise, but probably maybe the worst, oh, no, 2020 would definitely be worse. I was going to say worst year of my life professionally as a stand-up. But 2020 was, was way worse. I mean, obviously. I did not think about that at all. But 2019, I was just getting really frustrated with a few things. I got knocked back from like three management companies in two weeks. Uh, I'd been knocked back from like yet another radio station. And then all these... I, I would go in and do like hosting auditions for like Pedestrian and Junkie. 
And every time they'd be like, just be yourself. We've listened to your podcast. Just be yourself. And then I would go in and be myself. And they're like, whoa, what the fuck was that? And I'm like, that's me. That was me being myself. And they're like, no, not even close. And then they'd hire some guy with like purple hair and a neck tattoo. And I was like, what the fuck? And it was just, I was getting pretty frustrated with my stand-up career. And I probably thought I was a lot better than I was. And it just wasn't really going the way I thought it was going. And then I was like, fuck this pod. Like, it's not even... Whatever. But then... Then the pandemic happened. This So this is this is sort of getting towards December, January. Uh, uh, summer was unreal. Just fucking unreal. And then... Uh, oh, man, my tour. If anyone came to see me in Perth, fuck me. I lost so much money in Perth. Like... I took this big swing in Perth where I thought if I did more shows, I'd get all this word of mouth because my show was good. Uh, and then I'd sell heaps of tickets like in the back end of my show. So I booked myself in for 12 shows in Perth and 10 crowd work shows with Pat. Anyway, that was a fucking disaster as it was well documented on this pod. Uh, Pat's nan dies. He doesn't even come over. I have to cancel most of the Rift City shows. My show sells terribly. Like, it makes sense. I don't know what I was thinking. Like, last year I did seven shows and sold, like, I had, like, some great shows. So, I, um, so I was, really, you should do, like, seven, maybe eight shows this time or do less and, and sell more tickets for less shows. But I thought I'll do 12 shows. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. So, ba ba ba. What am I talking about here? So, this is January, February. And then the pandemic happened, got fired from stand-up and my job. Which did give me a lot more time for the pod. And we're back, baby. Okay. Uh, The pandemic was good for the podcast because I had absolutely no stories to tell. Do you have any idea what it's like to do a solo podcast when you have nothing to talk about? When you've just been locked inside all weekend getting belligerently drunk. Um, So then that kind of made it more fun because I would have to try and stretch out stories that really had no business being on a podcast. Like a bird went in our kitchen one day. It flew in, it landed on the bench, I said, get out, it flew out. I talked about that on the pod for 10 minutes, okay? That's the desperation levels we got to. Um, and then the pod has basically kept on ticking since then, because I had so much time up my sleeve, like, it would have been ludicrous to stop doing the pod when I was free all day, every day. So, that, that was my motivation to keep it going, and now, since about episode 90... I'm like, love it. I'm loving doing the pod again. Like, it's good. It's fun. So, thanks for listening. Uh, also, the only other notable bit in the history of Get Around Me, I don't know if this has been interesting to you at all, but anyway, um, the other notable thing in the history of Get Around Me was my one and only sponsor, VM Apparel. My mates started a shirt company. They said, we want to sponsor the pod. We'll give you a bunch of free shirts. I received one free shirt, and the company went bust a month later. <laughs> That was the only sponsor I've ever had. VM Apparel. Do not buy their shirts under any circumstances. Uh, my mates Fraser and Jack. Thanks for the shirt, lads. Uh, and thanks for the memories. I'll say that. But yeah, the the I think for about 10 episodes, I was plugging VM Apparel. They... Well, Jack's moved to England. So I don't, I don't understand how the company could possibly still be going. Um, but yeah, do not support VM Apparel under any circumstances whatsoever. But otherwise... <laughs> Thanks for listening to the pod. Got a special guest on now. I hope you enjoy him. You've heard about him heaps on the pod before. I don't want to give it away. Um, But otherwise, thanks for listening. And as always, if you want to tag your mates in a 
Facebook stand-up comedy video of mine. Super helpful. Super helpful. I always appreciate that. But otherwise, thanks for listening. And a special shout-out to... I know there's some people out there who have listened to every episode. Um, You're fucking legends, and I appreciate it. So, thanks, guys. Thank you. Legends, thanks once again for all the support throughout the first 100 episodes. Unbelievable. A thousand more to come. Maybe. That seems like a lot. But, unfortunately, guys, I fucked up last night. I apologize. Um, I did have a fucking celebrity guest on, and the pod was recorded, and it was great, I thought. Um, But it was a... uh, I can't say who it was, but it was a famous uh, Australian comedian and radio personality. Um, I was stoked to have him on. We got into a couple of bottles of red. I thought we recorded a pretty sexy 45 minutes. That's what I thought. There was some riffing. There was some raffing. Uh, unfortunately, after, at the end, he was like, fuck, don't know about some of that stuff. And I was like, man, it'll be fine. It's, it's a podcast. It's not freaking your dumb radio station. This is the real world, mate. It's the internet. Say whatever you want. Uh, unfortunately, his manager called me last night at about 11 p.m. saying, if I release it, they will take legal action. So, um, <laughs> I've been pretty candid. My finances aren't too strong on the pod and I, I cannot afford a lawyer. Uh, and, and I already had 50 minutes in the can anyway, so I feel like it's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I apologize. I, out of my hands, I really have never come across this sort of thing before. The only guest I've had on before was Freddie and Pat who are as unfamous as I am. So I don't know. I didn't realize you could sort of not really, uh, not really say exactly whatever you want. Uh, if you've got a bit of, bit of money and fame. So yeah, we got into a couple of bottles of red and said, yeah, I thought it was just, you know, fun bands, but you know, there's a bit of weird shit said, but nothing too bad. I thought, but yeah, unfortunately I won't be able to release that guest episode, uh, due to this fucking, I don't really know what's going on. I've got to maybe sort it out today. It might be able to come out. Maybe I can edit it up or something, but I've got to go to work today and it's just, uh, the wheels came off a bit, unfortunately. The wheels came off. So I apologize. There's no guest bit at the end, but uh, I'm working on it. But either way, thanks for listening to the first 100 episodes. I appreciate it. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. Because these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's stronger than me, don't you wait too long, wait too long. Oh, I, oh, I, oh.